This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Are you supposed to wait for somebody or some rav or somebody or? Yeah, you're. What? Okay. Okay, I um, I guess we're still, until Tuesday, we can still do last week's Tarsha. Um, I'd like to deal with a part of Asayas Adibris that I guess people don't talk about because it, it pairs in other parishes, and that's Shabbos. It says like this, You should do all your work in six days, and everything should be done, and so on. Now, um, it's, the Pasuk here is extra. In, in other words, the Issa Shabbos is not to do Moloch on Shabbos. Um, doing the, the work during the week is a necessity. You have to work, and that's life, and so on. What, what does it mean? So Rashi says, When Shabbos comes, it should be as if everything is done. That you shouldn't think about the malacha that you have left to do. In other words, don't plan anything. Don't think of any plans and so on that, that you're going to do. It's very hard to understand that halacha. First of all, you're allowed to think on Shabbos about working during the weekdays. You know, here is mutter. Um, the, the Dibur, if Dibur is Asr, it's only the Rabbanim. There is a Pasik for Dabba Dava, and, and from that we learn that Dibur is Asr. But Hero is not even Asr Rabbanim, and even Dibur, it's only the Rabbanim. Why would the Pasik in Asr Sadibris put down Dibur as, as the uh, main point? It's, it's the wrong, it, it, it's the, you know, it's not the right. Uh, of all the Yisurim of Shabbos, this is not also. So what does it mean? It's also a very, very backhanded way of saying it. Um, so let's assume there's an Yisur. You can't talk on Shabbos about work. So it doesn't say make believe you have no work and therefore don't talk about it. It says don't talk about it. So here it says, I mean, we're coming from the Pasuk, and it's very torturous. The Pasuk says, do everything. So Rashi says, it's a Mechilta Rashi's quoting, make believe everything is done and therefore don't think about it. What, what does that mean? It's very, very hard to understand that. Okay, so I'd like to, um, I, I think that what Rashi's telling us here is giving us a whole new perspective on Shabbos. And I would like to go to a Gemara, it's a and talk about the Gemara here, and then maybe come back to it. So Gemara in Beitzit Hasayin. 
Tanya, Omra Laval Shammai Hazokin, called Yomav Oichel Kovach Shabbos. Shammai Hazokin would eat all of his life was the Kovach Shabbos. How? If he found a behemoth that was nice, he would say, This is for Shabbos. He found a different one that was nicer. He would let the second one say for Shabbos, eat the first one. So eating the first behemoth was always the Kovach Shabbos. Great. Abel Hilla Zokin, Midacheres Haisaloi. Hilla Zokin had a different Mida. Shekol Maisel Vashem Shemayim. Everything he did was the same Shemayim. Shenema Baruch Hashem Yoim Yoim. And not clear from the Gemara what that means. So Rashi says he had a lot of Bitochen. He always had Bitochen that he would find a different behemoth for Shabbos. Okay, so first of all, this is a machlokis, it's sort of, as far as bitochen goes, it's something that is, um, it, it, it's something that tells us a lot about Midas HaBitochen. Is it tells us anything about Shabbos? And what does it mean everything it did was L'Shem Shemayim? I mean, basically, they both did L'Shem Shemayim. The question was simply, did they believe they'd find nice behemoth? In, in other words, there's nothing there that seems to be more L'Shem so, so what exactly does this mean over here? Those are the, that, that's an issue in the Gemara over here. So um, let's look into it. Let's think about it a little bit. We're used to understanding Shabbos as Shabbos being um, a, an important declaration of Amuna. Shabbos is, by keeping Shabbos, we believe Akash Barakah in the world. And when we commemorate Shabbos and when we keep Shabbos, we, it's a statement that Akash Barakah created the world. That's how I identified that statement. Um, and why do we have covered Shabbos? Why do we do that? Well, the answer is because it's an important day. It's a day that testifies against Baruch Hu. So we have the Shabbos and we prepare nice stuff and so on and so forth. That's the Pashtab Shat. That's how we understand it and so on. I, I think it goes a lot deeper. The Shabbos goes a lot deeper than that explanation. And when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, Shabbos is called Tachlis Maizashrayim Varetz. And when it says HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, Olam Haza and Olam Haba. Olam Haza and Olam Haba means not the world that we're living now and the world that we will be going to. Olam Haba are means and destination. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, for instance, let, let's, let's take a, an example. There are people who work because they like to make a lot of money and they want to enjoy, a person wants to own a plane. It takes a lot of work to, 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 to make enough money to earn a plane. So the person works very hard to do that. So there's a very clear sense of work and um, tachlis, what's he working for? Let's say a person is a workaholic. A workaholic means not that you work hard. That's not a workaholic. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, maybe there is a definition like that, but, but in the sense that I'm using it, a workaholic is someone where the work itself has become an end to, 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 in, into itself. I remember as a young boy, um, the, the, we lived in the old brownstone houses in, in Manhattan, except that today, people buy a whole house for a few million dollars. In my days, it was a poor section, and everybody lived on one floor. On the floor underneath us, 
there was an office, an office of community yeshiva at that time. And because we knew the person who ran the office, we as kids were allowed to play there in, in, you know, when the office wasn't working. As long as it looked reasonably like what it started with at the end of the process. As long as the next day nobody complained about it, we were okay. And it was a lot of fun. All-time offices that staplers and, and glue and, and sticking stuff and all sorts of envelopes and cottons. And we, we had a real blast. And we would play. That was our playground. And I remember once I heard my father using, like, they used the term, it's, it's an office for the yeshiva or something like that. And or, or I think maybe someone asked me what I'd like to do when I grow up. And I said, I would like to, to have an office. And he said, well, the office for what? And I, I was puzzled. An office is an end to itself. It's a place where you can park yourself in the morning. And there's enough stuff to do all day long. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I, I remember being puzzled at the concept that Kilo the office has a tachlis outside of itself. You know, it, 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 the, 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 an office was an end to itself. A workaholic is not somebody who works very hard. It's somebody where work has really become an end to itself. And, and, it, and it's hard to pinpoint that there'll be any point that the person will stop because this is what he wants to do. Um, same way a person who's an alcoholic. Alcoholic is not somebody who drinks a lot of alcohol. It's a person where drinking alcohol has become the, the, what gives him pleasure. It's not a means to, 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 to something. It's, it is an end to itself. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created our world with two dimensions a dimension of zeh, of olam hazeh, and a dimension of olam haba. Olam haba is not something that will be. It's something that is in this world as a destination, as a tachlis. And olam hazeh is, th- is, th- is this world as a means. So whenever my tfisa my understanding of things that I interact with are there's the ze aspect and there's the tachlis aspect to it. The um, the 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 the, the Rishayim, when they speak about why there's no bracha on uh, they should make a bracha at the wedding f- for for Rivia, some Rishonim say that the birchas Iris and Esuin are for that because at the end of the day they're getting married is for a tachlis and you look at the tachlis rather than at, than at, than at the means so HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he created the world Hayom Lasosan is not a division in time like 6,000 years the world will be, will, be, um, will be doing one thing and then there'll be a switch at the 7,000th year it means that this world has a Z dimension to it and a Habo dimension to it. There are some things the future is locked into the world and, and the today is locked into this world. It's just like when we say about a Kaddish Baruch Hu that is Hoyahova Viyir. Yir doesn't mean he will be. It means he is now in this world as a will be, as a year. And that's, that's a very important thing to understand. When we talk about a Kaddish Baruch Hu as year, we're not talking about something that will be in a thousand years. We're talking about something locked into the Bria as a Tachlis. Let me give you an example where this, this, we can see this in our own psychology. The halacha is you're not allowed to work with an Eved, Avodas Perech. Avodas Perech literally means 
backbreaking labor, extremely difficult labor. What is that? Rocks, schlepping rocks, um, doing things that are physically um, walking 20 miles. That's not, that's not the definition of Avodos Perech. Avodos Perech is defined as work that has no tachlis. I can ask him once a day, I ask my Evid Ivri to bring in a cup of coffee. He brings it in and I toss it out. That's Avodos Perech. It's work that has no tachlis to it. So whenever I separate out the means from the tachlis, and there's no tachlis, that is beyond, that's, that's cruelty beyond human endurance. That's how we define Avodos Perech. It's incredible. So Kadosh Baruch created this world, the Hayom Lasosan, Umachal Kabul Schar means that everything I do, the external part of it is the Hayom Lasosan, and the Machal Kabul Schar is locked in as a Tachlis. Akarish Baruch built it into the Bria by having six days and a seventh day. It means that the sixth day is the Hayom Lasosan. The seventh day is the Mochel Kabbal Schar. It's not enough that we have it divided into six days and a seventh day. Because then we have the same dichotomy that's wrong. Um, we're doing things now, and someday we'll get Schar. So we're back to square one again. It has to be that Shabbos becomes integrated into the six days. In other words, Shabbos becomes the destination point of everything I do during the week. When I say Yom Rishon B'Shabbos, Yom Shani B'Shabbos, Yom Shlishi B'Shabbos, it's not just a from statement that, you know what, um, I'm, I'm waiting for Shabbos, anticipating Shabbos. I'm saying that today is a day that is headed towards Shabbos. Today is a day that, that, that the direction, the vector, is towards Shabbos. And therefore, the achanis for Shabbos, our th- simple thinking, our, our first thought is the achanis for Shabbos are to make sure that Shabbos is celebrated nicely. So if I'm not going to do any work, and I'm not going to order any food, and, and I'm not going to f- clean the house, then Shabbos is going to look pretty, pretty lousy. That's, that's, the, that's an obvious piece. That's the minor part of it. Let me give you an example. Every mitzvah essay, I need to make some preparations. If I'm going to have to put on tefillin, I have to buy tefillin somewhere. I have to work to make money to buy tefillin. I have to go to the effort of buying tefillin. In the old days, when you, when you made tefillin by yourself, you had to write it, you had to get parchment, you had to do this. It doesn't say Misha Tarach because of tefillin yellow tefillin. It doesn't say Misha Tarach was a sukkah yellow sukkah. Um, because over there, it's what's called a heksha mitzvah. It's something that is... You, it's, it's a necessity for it, but it doesn't define itself. Shabbos is unique. If I don't work on Thursday for Shabbos, then Thursday is an empty day. Thursday is a meaningless day. It came went, and nothing, no tachlis was realized on Thursday. Mishetorach Be'er of Shabbos is there to give me in the weekdays, and so minimally, it doesn't have to be every day. It should be every day, but minimally, it's 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 in the in the in the in the big picture. Let's go back to the machlokas beishamai bishilo. Beishamai was somebody who said it's important 
Every day needs to have Shabbos locked into it. How do I have that locked into it? The answer is because if I eat a cow today, that's the, the weaker cow, by eating the weaker cow, I'm leaving the other cow for Shabbos. So Monday ready, Sunday I had a nice cow. Monday, when I found a better cow and I ate Sunday's cow, I've already made Monday into a Shabbos day. I've locked Shabbos into Monday by serving the less food and so on. That's, that's um, Shammai's approach. Hill's approach is, and that's what the Diyuk Rigmar is, Kol Ma'isa Shemayim. What we're looking for over here is, L'Shem Shemayim means that the Tachlis is locked into it. The opposite of L'Shem Shemayim is for different, I do the same mitzvah, I'm learning and you're learning. You're learning because it's the right thing to do and I'm learning for COVID, I'm learning for money. L'Shem Shemayim doesn't define what you do, L'Shem Shemayim defines what is the tachlis of it? Beis Hillel's midah was everything is L'shem Shemayim. If I ate Sunday and I have bitachin, that means that I know by eating today, tomorrow Kodesh is going to get me an Isaac for Shabbos. It, it, since everything had L'shem Shemayim locked in, he never did a thing that didn't have that tachlis. As a, as a parenthetical remark, just it's a little bit of a deeper point, but I think it's worth discussing. Was Beis Shammai in a lower madrigan in Beis Hillel? I mean, Shammai's quite a kashva person. I mean, it was like Hill, Kula Shem Shemayim, and, and Beis Shammai not. So, Sfarim say, and it's a little bit of a deep point, Shammai and Hillel had different approaches in how to deal with um, Akadosh Baruch Hu's um, presence in this world. Shammai's Midas Hadin means things have to be clearly defined. I can't just say sweepingly, Kaddish Baruch is all over and Kaddish Baruch does everything. I need to categorize everything. Din, halacha, requires that everything is defined, categorized, labeled, and so on. So I need to say, this is the Sunday cow, and this is the Monday cow, and Sunday cows now become the Monday cow. This is the Shabbos cow. Without clearly defining each one, and it's Madrega, I'm lacking. Hillel's mid of chesed was a sweeping mid. Chesed doesn't have distinctions, doesn't have diagrams. And that's why, that's a parenthetical to explain that. But I, I want to go back to, to our point. So Hillel and Shammai were arguing, how do we lock Shabbos into every day of the week, into every act that I do? The Mishatarach Be'ever Shabbos, Yochel Be'er is not only so I should have what to eat Shabbos, it's that I should lock it in. That's the Machloikas. Let's go back to the, where we started from, the Pasuk. Um, it means if I am thinking, for instance, imagine that I have a, a business deal and Shabbos came. I need to think of the world of business deals as having finished. Shabbos is not just there as a break. Shabbos is there as an end. So imagine somebody would call up now Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and tell her, you know, I've got a great idea of how to win the elections. I mean, I guess with what everybody says today, it's, it's a, it would probably fit right into, in, into the um, political discourse. But you would look at the person and say the person is either crazy or it's probably very mean. You know, I mean, it must be something, uh, uh, some sort of sharp dig at the person. What are you talking about? Elections is gone. It's over. Shabbos means things came to an end. It's gone. It's over. And, 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 and that's it. Next week starts in a week. It, 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 we're not talking here about a Maise Isser. Yes, Maise Isser alert in other places. 
And here is mutter. If you're talking about here in terms of mutter aser, the halacha is it's mutter. But if you're talking about a definition of Shabbos, if Shabbos is destination point, so it's over with. It, once you reach the destination, you don't even think about like once the elections, once the elections were had, then that's over. It's all gone. What does it mean to think about uh, how to win? It's finished. Shabbos, in its real tzura, in, in the Aseris Adibis, we're not dealing with halachas. We're dealing with the. We're dealing with what is the essence of Shabbos, and that's where we need to put that into place. I want to. I want to move this uh, forward. So this is Shabbos. I want to talk about this in a bigger picture. Also, when we think of Olam Haza and Olam Haba, how do we picture it? We picture Olam Haza as the real world, the world we're in. Olam Haba is something that when you're good and, you're, and you, know, you did all sorts of wonderful things, you get old and you get sick and you die, Kodesh Baruch Hu then rewards you with a lot of wonderful things. That's sort of the picture we have at best. Now, if we're really mamina blame mamina, we say, you know what? Um, our sense of reality, this world, unfortunately, for whatever reason it is, we, we don't last. So be confident. In the world to come, if you were nice here, it'll be wonderful. It, it's sort of the way you present. Uh, uh, there are many euphemisms for the golden age living. It, really what it means is when you're old and tired and can't take care of yourself, this is the most comfortable way to take care of you. As it, it, no matter how beautiful they, they advertise you know, assisted living and golden age living, it's a euphemism. It basically means you don't ever want to be there, but if you have to be there, this is the best place to be when you can't really do anything. That's really, down deep, that's the feeling we have about Olam Haba. I mean, when, when, when everything else is gone, at least Akash Baruch will be really nice and give us a lot of light of and we have a moon in that. That's kind of the picture we have. And, and it's flawed, and we, and we feel that we're very religious and very believing people because we feel that way. Other people believe that you just disappear. Um, but that's wrong. D- the sense of that everything has a tachlis to it. When a person asks himself, um, what should I do? We become so trapped in, in, in Olam Haza, working, building, doing, without ever asking ourselves, what's the purpose of it? I was once very nispoil. I, I mean... You know, your slime has kedushit it so that even even people that are not dafka, uh, you know, sitting learning all the time. There was a person near where I lived. I lived for many, many years. For 25 years, I lived in Shmuel Navi in Arzabira. There was a person that had a dry goods store there, very, very small dry goods. Still has it near there. And he told me he was once very interested in in branching out, opening a bigger store. He was looking at Arzabira to find a store. I, I, I spoke, I know the person well, very, very fine person, and we discussed it. And he had a reason why he felt it might not be the right thing to do. And many years later, I, I happened to walk by his store and I realized that the reason he had told me was um, was no longer again. Maybe he's interested. I walked in and I said, Moshe, you know, and you were telling me that you wanted to expand them. I, I think now's a good time. And he told me, he said, you know, that was 10, 15 years ago, and that was my life. He said, now I'm interested in other things. 
Okay, I've uh, or another seder to learn, another this, another that. I, I'm at a different phase in life, and I'm interested in in more the content. I've, I've passed the stage of of of, of La Sosa and I have my store. It brings Parnassa, and I'm okay, and it's fine. And there's a phase in life, and I was very moved because this person's a storekeeper. He's a very fine person, but his sense of priority were on mark. You, we, we, our biggest problem in Habas, somebody is very materialistic, he's not sitting in the room here, he's not listening, doesn't make a difference, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people that work hard, are productive, do and accomplish. But mixing up Tachlis and Emtsoi is mixing up Olam Hazen and Olam Haba. When a person does something, a person needs to ask himself, where am I headed to? A person has a dream house, a dream something. I would, that's, a person needs to have a house where he can function best. What is the house that will allow me as a family to function in the best way possible? The type of people to live with that I feel is, is my world, the ruchnias and so on. The type of house that will allow to bring up a family in, in, in the best way possible. That's, that's very legitimate. But, but then we do have dreams. And, and our sense of olam haba tends to become a dream house. A, a dream retreat, a dream car, anything that has the word dream coming in front of it means that it's taking the place of haba. It's taking the place of what am I aiming for? That's, that's the definition of a dream. And our real chesmer and nefesh needs to be what are our dreams? Yes, we need to work hard and we need to earn the things that we need. And that's fine. We, we, you do need to, for, for, for a, a Jewish family in a simple, at a simplest level, between the place that you need to live, the place that you need to raise your children, uh, tuition. Those are all real expenses. and They take a lot of hard work. But everyone has a little dream. And, and the, the, to become a ruchnistic person is not is first and foremost defined by what's your dream? What is it that you want to see? And, and it's, it's hard. We are Olam Hazer. That's where we are. And our world is all about doing, 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 doing. And, you know, it, 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 Olam Haba is something that is beyond us. But the idea that we're developing the Ruchnistic self and have taken on another job or a job with greater demands will give me more money but that money is not going to give me more opportunities for Ruchnius. It'll give me less opportunities. I need to ask myself. I need to be honest with myself. Um, am I gaining or losing by it? We, we equate getting more money with, with getting more things. But we really have to ask ourselves, is it? I mean, if we, can't, if we can't ever say that in a business, any smart person will say to himself, the investment that's required is not justified by the possible gains. I, you know, the, 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 the core of a business is knowing how much profit this business can make and how much investment is worth making in it. No, no one, you know, if you can't make that cheshman, then, then you, 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 you're you know, dead at arrival. So, so you need to be able to make that cheshman in life. person needs to ask himself, how much investment of my time and effort is going to be worth the means that I produce? When base, you know, base Shammai and base Hillel both agree on this point that the entire life of a person needs to be Shabbatic. Every moment needs to say to himself, "What's what's up? My my um, my uh, parents, my father, my, both my parents were from Europe, from the old Europe, and they were both survivors. And my father would tell me over from his mother who was a woman, a big tzaddikis." 
And whenever you would ask her, uh, yeah, she wasn't a Rebetzin, but she was a, a woman, a good Yerei Shemayim. And we, uh, people would ask her, Chayet, that was her name, Chayenta, no, how are things? Her, the answer would be, yeah, we're packing our bags and, and traveling homewards. That was the stock answer. And it was an answer that expressed something. We are, we're traveling. We're, we're not, you know, when a person looks for a hotel to stay, he looks for a nice place, but he doesn't, it's, it's nowhere near the type of thinking that we put into what type of home we want to build. Because home we sort of equate with destiny, and hotel we, we equate with, with uh, the means. I, I need the most effective, efficient place. A place that's menschlich, pleasant, and serves my, you know, it's, it's most convenient, most accessible from the airport, most convenient to the meeting, and back. That's what I look for. It's, it's, it's something to, Shabbos is a core of life. The, the weekday Shabbos is part of Bria's Olam. And, and um, the Sheshesh Yomim, the Emun and HaKadosh Baruch on a simple level is that created the world. But that's surface. A Yid has a much deeper understanding of it. And a Yid needs to be tough as the world. HaKadosh Baruch created a world of destiny, of, of destination, and a world of means. And Be'ezus Hashem, um, I think if there's anything that we can take away with us from our Tkuf and Yeshiva, it's this point. A person who sat in the base medrash and lost track of time and got involved in a sugya and felt a little time all of a person that's told him a, a, a Shabbos in a yeshiva and, uh, or tzfas or, or anywhere where you went to and you had that uplifting experience where you feel that you're, you're, you're in a place, this is the world of Ruchnis, that this is, this is real life. And yes, you, you, you'll be spending the next hundred years working towards it. But, but always remember what you're working for. Every time you have to make a decision, you have to ask yourself, good investment, bad investment, in terms of the environment that you'll be working in, in terms of the profession you choose, in terms of the hours, in terms of the type of scope of jobs that, that you take on. You know, everyone has their own cheshben. Having that type of relationship of tachlis of, um, and, and eretimtze is, is the core of, of what it is to be eat and to live like a eat. Anybody wants to, uh, we have a few moments. I, I have to go a bit earlier than this way, but anybody has any questions or points they want to raise or something, uh, be happy to, uh, about this, about something else. I, I have a few more minutes that I can, uh, we can spend together. Yes, uh, can you just tell me your name and where you're from? That, that's helpful. Shimon from Chicago. Shimon from Chicago, go. Um, can you de- define exactly the difference between Amuna and Bitachon? I guess, in a nutshell, Bitachon is applied Amuna. Let me give an example. Um, let's say you're standing on a diving board the first time in your life. It's frightening. You've seen a hundred people dive and everyone's come out alive and laughing. And it's still frightening. You, you do parachuting for the first time in your life. And you know that the vast majority of people who parachute out come down in one piece and they're okay. But it's still because the body has a certain amount of natural reactions in it. And it takes a long time of practice so that you jump off the dive, that you look forward to jump off the diving board, that you, that you look forward to, 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 to diving out of a plane. And Muna is knowledge and understanding. So yes, we all believe Akash Baruch in the world, we all believe Akash anything he wants, we all believe that if we do the right thing, Akash Baruch will give us what we need. But to put it into application, to, 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 if a person would honestly have Bitochen, would he cheat? He would say to himself, listen, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me what I need. And it can't be that it has to come through cheating. So whatever it is, cheating is not going to get me to my place. Maybe I'll, I'll earn the dollar now, but somewhere along the line I'll lose because of it. We know it in our heads, but our body says, no, no, it's, it's a free buck, take it. So, so bitochen is when you practice emuna, you really, really get bitochen. There was a, a movement in Europe called Navardak. It was one of the Muslim movements. And they worked hard on bitochen. And they would practice it. They would go to fires without food and all sorts of things like that. That was like part of their, um, part of their practice. And the Alton Nevardic wrote a, a book, a sefer called Madrigus Adam, where he, he really points out sharply the, the, the elements of you need to put in practice because no matter how big of a tzaddik and how from you are and why would you know, when it comes to Maisi, you're not going to do it. And he gives an example. In the old days in Europe, when you traveled on a train, it was usually a few days' journey. You know, trains in Europe and distances, you know, especially in Russia, were big. And you traveled for a few days. They were compartments. So you had two seats, two seats facing two seats. And, you know, I don't know if there was reservations, but you very likely ended up being one Jew and three real rugged Russian peasants. Who, who didn't like Jews in particular, and, and particularly, and, and made your life miserable. It comes the morning, and you have to put on Talisman film. Very, very uncomfortable situation to have three Cossacks, a Muslim Cossacks, and one Jew putting on Talisman film. Not, not a very, very pleasant experience. Immediately, you start saying, you know, I'm not sure my guf is Naki, and it's a big shayla with guf Naki, and probably it should be Machmir, Makpid. What happened? You know that the Kaddish Baruch Hu Kolaretz and Mesiris Nefesh and thousands fill in this nap. What happened? The answer is because you never dived off the diving board. So, so, so you, you, you're scared stiff. And that's why he felt it was very important to practice it. And they would have these extreme type of Tiyulim to practice these things. But his point was from, from a Muna to be talking is a long road. Anybody else want? Yes. What's your name? Where are you from? Okay. Uh, how, how exactly would you define the word tachlis? Tachlis? Um, well, tachlis is a very good definition. I would say, what's, what's the purpose of it all? You stop um, when you have reached a certain... Uh, for instance, a person who's the normal eater stops eating when he feels full. A person who's got is eating because of issues doesn't stop because the the eating the tachlis eating is not to be full the tachlis is because he's nervous it calms him down it does something else so so the tachlis is what is the purpose that's dictating it what's wh- what is the wh- at what point will the process come to a stop that that a priori defines what's the last station in that process if the tachlis is to feel full so you will eat x amount because at that point you feel full if the tachlis is because you're nervous and eating makes you get over your nervousness, so as long as you're nervous, you're going to eat. As long as you're being full, you could be over full. Yes? Okay? Anybody else? Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can't, can't tell if you're leaning over because you want. Okay, so Bez Hashem, we should be zochet to know. To know, to, to, to inculcate, to get more than anything else, you want to come back from Eretz Yisrael with a sense of what's the tachas of life. And that will help you make so many decisions about who to marry, what profession to go into, where to live, what to do, 
um, what to aim for, what to aim for um, in life. And, and if, if you have that point of reference, then everything else, everything else falls into place because you have what to measure it by. There's an old, a, a sort of a, it's kind of a, a, a joke or a cute muscle. In Mir, they said that somebody once told the Mashkiach of Yochim, again, this, this is probably an anecdote just to get a point across, that when he eats fleshiks, it's a very simple arrangement. There's, you know, there's the, the, the first course, there's the soup, there's the meat, there's the dessert. So he, it's very clear how much he's supposed to eat. When you eat milchiks, it gets very complicated. He hasn't, doesn't really know when to stop. So he eats 20 minutes worth. Like he sets the clock, 20 minutes worth is what he eats, and then, and, and then, and then he stops. Because there's no other way to, to gauge it. You know, Bezaz Hashem, if, if, we, if, we, if, we, if we build into ourselves a strong sense of what Tachlis is, we will gauge everything correctly. We will do everything in the right amount, in the right proportion. We'll make the right decisions. And we'll have the Misha Torah Shabbos and the Shabbos coming in one shot. We'll have Beishamah or Beishil, but we'll have the Shabbos locked into everything we do, Beis Hashem. Okay.